Some films are mediocre Some films aren't good or bad Some films won't win an Oscar Globe, BAFTA, or a SAG You like those flicks? Come get your fix In a podcast called Mixed Bag Kia ora. And welcome to Mixed Bag Where we review the mixed, muddled meh and masochism films of film history. I'm James Six. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, you could have been James Kane, and like a cane is a thing you, you get hit with. So no, it's just kind James of Six. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Cassandra. Hi. <laughs> I'm Matt Floggerains. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. Good times. So this is rounding out our um, what would you say? Our well, it was personal our plan to be like it was our sort of like sort of sexy personal, slightly picks, sexy romantic. We were really not there on our choices previously. Yeah, yeah. Look, yeah. it's okay. I mean, Look, we, they we're, all have about it's love. Uh, what uh, wait, what's the that? second one? Entrapment. Yeah, <coughs> Entrapment. they all have love or romance of some kind. Yeah, some kind of dangerous, uh, atypical yeah. kind of romance. Yeah, you know? atypical romance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, atonal heart. Mm, that's what not is, What mind. does that mean? That's oh, it's not That means nothing. Yeah. It's something 18 year old oh, James reference to one person, aka me. <laughs> um, right. I mean, you got you do have a current play running. I do. Yes. Yeah. Uh, still running by the time this is released. Yeah, there's so, still time. Um, to just do a little promo for it. Yeah. I'll do it now. It's called The Coven on Grey Street. It's on at Circa Theatre and it must finish on the 27th. I say must finish. Like, it sounds <laughs> it dramatic. Must finish. It must. It's Otherwise... like closing sale must end then. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's good. You should go and see it. Yeah, it's, it's great. Fun. It's really fun. Yeah. Um, um, and it does, if it doesn't look like your kind of thing, uh, because it's not reflecting your demographic, you might be surprised. Like it's intentionally written to kind of subvert some expectations. So oh. if you're younger, you might yeah. dig it too. Um, yeah, but there's some wild stuff that happens in Act Two that I can't talk about because it's a spoiler. But it's good fun. Don't talk any further because we'll accidentally oh, spoil say everybody. Say less. Say um, less. Yeah, so that's what we've been up to. Uh, should we talk about what we've been up to, not just in the world, but in the world of pop culture? Pop, 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 pop corner. Is that a cast segue? I haven't heard a cast segue in a while. I know, because we're not, I don't normally do the segues, actually. I've realised I kind of sort of sit back and let the mm. two of you Oh, it's segway. nice. You yeah. mostly do the scooters, don't you? Mm. Yeah. Well, no, I'm a biker <laughs> now. <laughs> Oh, what are we watching? Boo boo. Boo boo. I'll jump in with a couple of things. So um, I'm going to say I've been playing the game Graveyard Keeper, Mm. uh, Mm. which is a lot of fun. Um, James has also played a little bit of this. Stardew Valley plus death. Yeah. So the plot of this game, uh, you just die. You get in a (laughs) (laughs) game. All right. Good to know. And then you wake up in a strange netherworld where you have been entrusted. You're the new keeper of the graveyard. And there's a talking skull that gives you some instructions. Hamlet vibes. Mm. And you got to bury people and make the graveyard like prettier. But also, you can imagine if the skull actually talked in Hamlet. <laughs> yeah. It's like, alas, poor Yonago. It's like, but yeah, and then you, but you can also like harvest things from the bodies. Oh. Um, it's uh, really wild. But then other parts of it are just kind of a normal management sim where you're I doing things it. like chopping wood and like, yeah. uh, you know, like you can sell the iron. meat on and like cook the meat and eat it from human flesh. Interesting. And there's no like, it's just such a, it's so like, no morality. 
yeah. I'm kind of into it. I mean, I, it's so strange. It's so but funny I kind of love it. That like I don't really like doing regular work, but if it's in game form, oh, in game I love. form, I love again. <laughs> yeah. I was saying to James because he started playing it and like I get a little like, frustrated. What's happening? How do I do this? How do I do that? And I'm like, the thing is, James can pick up any sort of platform side scroller and he yeah. can just start playing it. He's like, I just right. know how to do all these things. And for me, I'm like, this is so dumb. I keep dying and I have to go back to the start. This sucks. <laughs> and I just get really bored with those really fast. Whereas for me, management sims, I just, I have the skill that you yeah. have where Whereas, I can just, I'm like, well, obviously you need that. to make nails. You're going to first need to go and mine ore and then you're going to need to melt ore in the furnace and to make a thing. And then you're going to need this to hammer the ore really like you know? <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, classic. Yeah. I have to do all that just yeah. to make fucking nails. And then you're like, then you can nails. And then you've got nails. You can start build, building things with the nails. <laughs> and it's, uh, you know. But I'm when like, you make progress, it is encouraging. It just is. A, it's a little dopamine hit. It's just do. you being like, yes, got some iron bars. Yes, got some nails. Um, you're anyway, one step closer. Yeah. yeah. Um, I get I'm enjoying it. that. Um, another thing that I've been enjoying is James and I have been watching The Traitors, which <gasps> we have um, talked about on this podcast before. Uh, but we have gone into the Australian season of The yeah, Traitors. Yeah, nice. I even I haven't even seen this. So yeah, yeah. Um, it is you the know. first English language season. Apparently, they yeah. did this one first, and then they did the UK version afterwards. So it's I think a bit closer to the the Dutch version, which was the original. Mm. Um, And yeah, it is uh, a cast of people that are not necessarily like great at strategy. I love. Um, Which is fascinating. Which is really fun. I love... It, you know how we are Survivor Hive in this podcast. Mm. Mm. I love people who don't know how to play Survivor on yeah. Survivor. Yeah. Because they make the most we'll like emotional decisions. It's really interesting it's to great. watch. Yeah. Love yeah. that. Um so yeah, it's been really interesting kind of seeing mm. them all get to grips with how to play this game and it's yeah, it's like fun Yeah, thing. it's I found it a lot more enjoyable. Well not a lot more, but more enjoyable than the US one and I think the UK one's pretty incredible, but I've been enjoying it. Nearly as much. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's some cool yeah. twists and turns. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, we've been enjoying that. We're about halfway through the season. Yeah. And the host is, he's called Roger. He's a Roger relatively is a lot. famous wow. Australian um, actor. Yeah, Roger. Losing the name Roger. Yeah, I it should come back. I don't see any babies named Roger anymore. Now, do you go, do you fuck with the D? Um, <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I know what you mean. For Roger. It is really no. funny. No. Yeah. Roger. 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 See, Roger for me works if it has an S at the end and it's a surname with yeah, a D. As a surname. Rogers. Rogers. Okay. But as a first as name. A first name with a D. Rogers. No. Roger. With a, without Roger. the D. Roger. Roger. Because when I say Roger, there is a D in there. There silent. is. But also, but that's it's like, like an a old G, codger. Yeah. You know? It's. Codger has a D. And Roger exactly. As well. Like, that's why Roger with a D, it feels wrong. Okay. But then Roger can go by Rod if he wants to. Rod. We had some tef- technical difficulties. Yeah, that, that yeah, we're coming so, back from a so boring that the, the actual microphone rebelled boring. against us. I think Rod. You know, we don't Rod hit Rod, Rod at all. Discussion. Rog. Yeah. Yeah. I'd go for Rog. Anyway, back James, to what it. What have you been doing in Pop Corner? Uh, I have been watching. Oh, yeah, just just on the Roger discussion. Okay. The verb Rogering. No. I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think so. We can leave that back in the 1970s. <laughs> Um, Anyways, what have you been watching? I've been watching some horrific material. Um, Stuff that uh, my partner, my wife, my beloved would not enjoy. My wife. My wife. (laughs) So I've been watching it separately. I've watched a film that is not explicitly a horror movie. And I understand Mr. Lover Reigns has seen this as well. Mm -hmm. Bo is afraid. Mm -hmm. By Ari Aster, filmmaker of 
Hereditary and Midsommar. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, starring Joaquin Phoenix, Patti LuPone, yeah. and Nathan Lane, amongst yeah. others. Amy Ryan. Puck Posey. Now, James tried to convince me to see this one because I see. I was we watched the trailer. Well, he watched the trailer I, and I was like, okay, it does look quite interesting. Well, and he's like, like, it's got Patti LuPone in it. And I was yeah. like, oh, okay. But then we couldn't find a time that I could go. And it so he's like, like, I'm just going to go alone. I'm going to go alone. It looked Kaufman-esque. Mm. And you've liked some of Charlie like, Kaufman's yeah, work. Yeah, some of But then you've Kaufman's hated work. some of his yes. other stuff. Mm. Um, so it was a risk. But I did know it was three hours. And you, you don't you like neglected to tell me it was three hours. I did tell you that. I did mention it. I said it's three hours. I don't, and you say it like Cassandra hates long movies. I, I like long movies. I like good long movies. Name one long movie you like. Drive My Car. Okay, fair. Lord of the Rings, oh, Return of the King. Long, oh, right. Yeah, yeah they like, are. Like, I like long movies. They are long boys. They just have to be long boys that are good. If, yes. if it's a bad film and it's long, I'm going to feel every second of those minutes. So, Bo is Afraid, I don't think is a bad movie. I respected it more than I explicitly, like, liked it. Um, but it's a very intense movie. It's very stressful. It's about a man called Bo, and he is afraid. He's terrified. <laughs> <laughs> that is indeed true. He's God, terrified of everything in his life. <laughs> And he is trying to go and see his mother for a significant anniversary of some sort. Can't remember what it is. Uh, and he gets into a whole bunch of problems trying to go and to, to see her. And that's all I'll really say about it. There is more info and plot, but um, best to experience it. I think the acting is all really strong. I think the filmmaking is really clever and technically, like, Mass, very impressive but I was just kind of held at a distance by it that I was more appreciating it than really like fully invested in it and it didn't if it's meant to be a comedy I didn't find it particularly funny kind of odd not all comedies have to be funny to be yeah, fair no, I, but I think I they want do it, actually they I want like, that's, love that's literally the criteria like. no I think we're not in Shakespearean times anymore I think they do have to be funny today yeah. no (laughs) I really love Patty Patty gets like she's throughout but she gets one like big scene and Mm. I think she was really strong in that how did you find it Uh, yeah I also saw it you know what the length was lengthening (laughs) it was long Um, I actually I think I like it more than Midsummer. to be fair oh wow Um, as the Brits say to be fair we're in the Caroline era now that's the only good thing about this era that it's Caroline what Um, where are because we, we have a new well we there's a new monarch what does Caroline have Caroline to do with Caroline to do with Charles that, isn't that like the era that we're in Caroline what what Ch- is he like how Elizabethan is like his reign would be a Caroline reign how does Caroline come into it? Come, how's that it comes from Charles. We, we know you're a Survivor fan. Okay, I'm so but... confused <laughs> no so like is that what Caroline means yeah, I've so never it's heard Victorian. that yeah why? What? I believe Where? you. I believe Sorry, you. Charles I've never and heard Caroline of just. Well, I yeah. guess like Carol, ca- is the, is if you see H is a is a. Tra- uh, that's like the adjective of Charles. Caroline. It's Caroline. Okay. Wow. I just saw it and I was like, oh, that's kind of fierce. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm, I believe you. I think that's good. That's, uh, that's and the, the only Caroline good thing era. about it, we don't yeah. we don't want to celebrate that no. in this pod. Anyways, um, yeah, no, I was. It was to me scarier because it was very real life. Scary. scary things to me right. it was a very 
anxious movie. Yeah. Like, well, this is the thing. James is like, <laughs> I think this was more stress-inducing than yeah. Uncut Gems or Mother, both of which were so stressful to I me. Was very I, I don't know Mother, if they were more so, sure. but they reminded me of them. Yeah, mm. but it was very stressful, and like things are really getting out of Bo's control, and that's all I'm going to say about that. Mm. Um, I thought the first hour and a half was really riveting, and then I was still held because I was like, to me, I was kind of in it for most of it. Like, two hours and 30 minutes, I was in it. Mm. Because to me, it was kind of just like a picaresque. Like, different kind of episodic things happening to this man. Sure. Um, and I was in it because it was weird. It was kind of like, I was trying to figure out the puzzle. Mm. So I was in it. Um, but it was lo- like the last, um, like, half hour, I was like, what's happening? Yeah. But I like it as a whole. I respect it. A lot, but you know, I'm not gonna seek out Bo. I don't know I mean, if I'll see it again soon. Yeah, but maybe in the future. Patty Lupone, we don't give this woman enough screen roles. I know. Yeah, and on the big screen, we can't leave her to Ryan Murphy. Exactly. She kills it, and you know she's big, and big is good sometimes. You know, big. It's is the good. pictures that got yeah. small, and you know she can go there. Give her Sunset Boulevard the movie. Let's do um, it. Or does that go to Glenn? Not to me. No? It has to go to Glenn. Oh. She could do Gypsy or what else is she playing? Matt, you can't say that anymore. Oh, what's the name of the show? <laughs> Don't blame me. Blame Hart? Who wrote Joel that? Joel Stein and, and Stephen Sondheim. And, yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's long, but I got things out of it i got something out of it yeah so it wasn't like a negative experience for me i liked it mm. um seven yeah. out of ten. Seven. Oh mm. yeah yeah maybe a six for me can't remember what i rated on letterboxd anyway other movies that i have been seeing which also probably a six out of ten is infinity pool where uh, by brandon cronenberg son of david cronenberg mm, and Yep, Nepo Baby, and he follows in his father's footsteps of like body horror and disturbing. God, the original, honestly, what the fuck? Find something new. I think it would be quite cute if Brandon Cronenberg, son of David Cronenberg, was like, I do like, you know, really kind of soft indies, like naturalist mm. indies about like romance. Uh, you know, yeah, I'd be really that would curious. Be really sweet. Just rom coms. Yeah, yeah, little rom coms. Yeah. Low budget indie rom coms. Yeah, yeah. But I think Brandon is very good at what he does. Like, he, he does feel like he has a different voice from his dad and i've really enjoyed possessor and um i liked antiviral okay um yeah but he makes interesting films to be fair um i haven't seen any of his films right yeah, yeah no he's 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 a, he's good um possessor really with andrea riseborough yeah. and um christopher abbott it's uh it's a very disturbing movie um in a, in a really fascinating way. It's yeah, like, I've heard good things about possessor. possess people's bodies um but in this infinity pool it is basically about a writer played by Alexander Skarsgård that is on holiday and Mia Goth is there and uh, she lures him into like a, um, it's apparently, it's a country that is very, um, is like a lot of civil unrest uh, and they manage to escape away and he accidentally kills somebody uh, when he's driving, they drive drunk and there's apparently this out where um, this infinity pool experience where instead of being executed in this country you can be cloned and your double will die um, and that's okay. like you're out and so it's this kind of experience that a, a very limited people have 
experience of having this sensation of oh i can't be killed i can just get my body to die cloned yeah Yeah. and the sense of like loss of self so it's kind of an interesting kind of movie but the premise is interesting yeah but it doesn't i find go particularly much further than that it's just like wouldn't that be fucking crazy cool idea bro yeah and mia goth gets to be quite weird and strange where she's like yeah she's she's not playing what she seems and you know if you've seen x and pearl like she's very good at that um unusual kind of level but it just doesn't it didn't go as deep as i wanted but it's really cool seeing skarsgård play somebody who is nice because he's played a lot of abusive or strange creepy dudes like he's um, great in succession succession so good in succession um, perfect casting big little lies like yeah he's been and he's wonderful in those roles like Mm. unnerving um but yeah it was cool seeing him play more of like a um and he starts as like an innocent and then becomes disturbed and um affected by you know if you if there's no consequences what do you do like you start taking people hostage and weird also a nepo baby i'm just realizing yeah but i mean that's a nepo baby who has worked you know yeah he's eclipsed his father he's the best of the skarsgård children i think that's a big i only know one other well there's like four of them Bill is pretty impressive with all his Pennywise stuff. I'm not interested in Pennywise the Clown. Honestly. (laughs) I know that, but other people are. I have not seen them, but loved him in Barbarian. Oh, so good. So good. I'm a big fan of it. I haven't seen all the Skarsgård spawn, but... um, But let's not forget about Stellan. Stellan. the dad. What a We don't talk about Stellan. Stellan for star. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, he's great. Um, Anyway, Infinity Pool, I'd recommend checking it out. There's some um, big fun, wild imagery and good performances, but it doesn't quite get there for me. And finally, Renfield, which is about Dracula's assistant. I love universal horror. Like Mm. the old Old 1930s Dracula, Wolfman... Creature from the Black Lagoon. Frankenstein's like, monster? Exactly. Bride and, of Frankenstein's monster? <laughs> yeah. Ella Fitzgerald? No, is it Ella? What's <laughs> what? her name? No. Elsa, no, Elsa, Elsa Lanchester. <laughs> Where do I get Elsa? Yeah, I don't know. Ella, Ella and Elsa Fitzgerald are similar should have names. Played the bride of Frankenstein. Yeah, and the bride of Frankenstein. Exactly. The thing, I love that. Yeah. The thing that I find. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that I find is. <laughs> I just have to accept my slip ups on the pod. I no, understand they give enjoyment for it's you It's a blessing. Too. I would have never thought about it. it before. And now I we've got it, that image in our heads. <laughs> immensely incredible. embarrassing. That's incredible. Um, yeah. And so Renfield is a really fascinating character. If you've seen Bram Stoker's Dracula, the, um, not Bram Stoker's, um, Francis Paul Coppola's Bram Stoker's Dracula. Stupid <laughs> title. He's li- it's literally the title. It is um, Bram Stoker's. Chris Stoker's. Yeah. yeah. Um, Tom Waits plays Renfield. Like, mm. he's a, you know, he, he sounds crazy. Like, in the 1930s one, he's amazing performance. Can't remember the actor in that one, too. So it's a cool role, and Nicholas Holt is playing this. I'm a big fan of Nicholas Holt. And Nicolas Cage, the two Nikolai are in it. He's playing Dracula, right? Should be a, a blast, a real fun time. And it's some um, the 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 film is just dog shit. Like it's terrible because it's Damn. trying to be an action comedy. It's half about this cop called Aquafina, not called Aquafina, <laughs> <laughs> played by Aquafina. Played by Aquafina in, a, in an autobiographical Aquafina. role. Yeah, it's it's trying to be like a, a Marvel movie yeah. where he eats bugs, which he 
Renfield does do, but it gives him superpowers. And then there's just horrible, over-the-top gore. Ben Schwartz is there, like, trying to be a crime boss, but it's terrible. Ugh. Like, no one has good lines, and you just feel for everybody, because these are immensely talented actors just stuck in a terrible, terrible movie. Yeah, I was considering... I had, like, some interest in it, because the image I saw of Nicolas Cage looked amazing. Well, yeah. But, you know... Yeah, and Cage is great, I don't know. but he's barely in there. Ugh. Like, so they're talking. It's using this analogy of Dracula being a codependent, like in um, uh, whatever, like a, a toxic relationship, a toxic employer, right. and so he goes to these. I can't remember what it's called, but you know, Alcoholics Anonymous, like version of that. But with, oh yeah, so like he's going to an AA version of like yeah. blood sucking. No, well, like, no? everyone else is like, oh, I have this terrible boss. They're taking right. everyone out Oh, okay. Yeah, but, yeah. And he's like, I have a really bad boss. And everyone's like, oh, sure. But, and then it's like, oh, no, he kills people. Ah, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it's bad. It's a really cool, fun premise. And I want to see more universal horror. I think um, Van Helsing, I think, is secretly good, maybe. Uh, big fan Future of that. Future mixed bag for the pod, potentially. Future mixed bag. I really enjoyed the Wolfman, Benicio del Toro. That's probably a mixed bag future pod. Maybe. Like I love these characters. I, they really yeah. knocked them out of the park, and it's so annoying seeing it just reduced to this like crass, boring drivel. Anyway, Ooh. that's Strong my little opinions. um. Yeah. Yeah. Matt, I don't think so, what honey. You, what's happening in popcorn for you? <laughs> to be fair, I mean, uh, Jesus little... Christ! <laughs> Take a drink every fair. time. <laughs> um, I'm not in my movie watching era at the moment. <laughs> Literally, the only movie I've seen apart from how long the movie... are these eras? This is gonna be short. Look, well, we'll I see. have not been watching movies. The only one I saw is Bo is Afraid. Um, but Cass, your award show has released their nominations. Yes. Yeah. I don't have met my many thoughts. Well, actually, the thing with the Tonys, I, my, yeah. like, the thing to add Just to the Tonys. Just announced today, right? Oh, no, I mean like but they the might thing, not be. Yeah, thing is that, right. yeah, the Tony the broadcast might not be happening because of the writers' Damn. strike, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, so that's just a great incentive for them to pay the Writers Guild of America some yes. more money. Yes, um, Finish that strike action, and then everything can continue. Because we might get some terrible films if it doesn't stop. Remember Quantum of Solace? Remember Transformers 2? That was a result of the previous writer's strike. Yeah, mm. remember all those weird television show choices where, you know, things just Conan suddenly got really short and, you know, Penny. random episodes yeah. popped up that were made by the non-guild writers? Yeah. Um, what were yeah. we talking about? Anyway, so that just say the Tonys yeah. might not happen, be happening. Yeah. Which, um, yeah, I mean, I don't have super strong opinions yeah. on this year's Tony Awards because I, I haven't really been keeping up with. Some like it them. mild. It sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. Some people do actually. Not yeah. me. No. <laughs> Some <laughs> like it hard. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm I kind of just sort of went through. I, I guess liked like that it there hard. was maybe a... Kimberly Kimbo. Maybe Kimberly Kimbo. I'm really waiting for the oh, cast yeah. album on that yeah. one. I'm really excited about. I don't know what's about. But the thing is, like this year, just a lot but of. But I like the, the title. Sequel to Guns of Kimbo. Yeah. <laughs> I like the um, title. Yeah. Well, it's uh, one that Sarah Silverman wrote the oh. book of. Oh. Um, and Bonnie Milligan is in it, who I really like. I think she's gonna win the Tony. Yeah. Um. Mm. So she could be up, uh, up for there, and then like yeah. So I'm really excited to hear the cast album of this but nice. there's so many different shows which haven't got an album release yet yeah um 
and that we need that music we yeah need to it's, hear. it's hard to just be like oh i don't i can't really talk about it because i'm like i don't know exactly <laughs> yeah yeah um but then there's also some shows where i'm like i get that people like this but it's not my thing which some like a heart is kind of for me i like the movie yeah. yeah, but I think there's a sort of... We've had this run of movie that has a like kind of men and drag plot. Right. Comedy men and drag plot adapted to a musical mm. a lot recently. Yeah. We've yeah. had something like a hot... We've Mrs. had Tootsie, Doubtfire. we've had Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah. We've had, you sure. know, about Doubtfire. And it's just like... Yeah, it's just... Not, I feel like it's not a time we should be doing that. Like, and this one I mm. hear tries to really engage with that in yeah. a way that they can, but they're still kind of hamstrung by the source material being very much this is a comedy mm-hmm. plot thing. Um, and it's, yeah, I feel like there's so much pushing on um, Broadway. And, like, one of the one of the things that's, you know, people are sort of really, really pushing against the gendered categories for acting awards yeah. and the Tonys particularly because there are so many non-binary performers that have been delivering stellar performances and think, have been, like, unable to be nominated. I think something's going sh- like to shift. Hopefully something shifts soon. And I think it makes sense for it to shift in theatre yeah. before it shifts in film. Yeah. Well, but I then think that would TV be as well, because Bella Ramsey and uh, the person who plays one of the roles in uh, House of the Dragon. Yeah, Emma Darcy. Yeah, uh, yeah. And Yellow Jackets as well. The yeah, right. Plays yeah. Young band. Well, at the moment, um, they're choosing which category. You have to choose which category to submit in, but yeah, then a lot of sucks. people choose to not submit because they're like, I don't want to choose an, a thing that feels inauthentic to me. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I think that's it's really hard. It's basically, it's putting you at a disadvantage. It's saying like you either have mm. to put yourself in a box you don't belong into or not get submitted for an award. Mm. And like, I feel like people are just worried that that means we'll only ever have you know, one best actor, best featured actor. Mm. And I'm like, this is a great way to expect, like, keep the same number of acting awards, but expand the categories. Mm. Be like, best lead actor, best featured actor, best supporting actor. I think featured and supporting should be different. Best ensemble. Yeah. Like, there's so many different, that's, that's immediately you're at four again. I think definitely like, you know? on Broadway, it should, like, it's a no-brainer. Yeah. Like, I think the film industry... It'll all, take longer. Yeah, and also there's a lot of, like concern about like people who are already minorities already not getting nominated and they would be even further hamstrung by that but i'm just like let's give it a try we'll see social pressures change everything yeah yeah but and i think like yeah just expanding out like the categories so that there are can be more nominees within them or like that there can be more categories available rather than just being like we're gonna have the categories now because they're non-gendered it's like an inevitability and i i can't wait to see like can yeah. they handle it? Yeah, and it's we'll like, like just like you know, the Wellington Theatre Awards yeah. have just acting nominations, exactly. and yeah. you yeah. just get a number of people from that. You know, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, the yeah. Tonys take a page from take a page our... from the Wellington exactly. Theatre Awards. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's my speech on that particular. Yeah, um, I don't have many thoughts. I'm invested in Jessica Chastain taking down. <laughs> Jodie Comer, who I'm not really invested in as an actor. Jodie Comer's performance is very good. It's I'm very sure. Good. It's really good. But she still winning. has Sandra's Emmy for Killing Eve. <laughs> I'm still mad at that. I'm still mad at her. I know it's not her fault, but you She's know. a talented actor. Who cares? I don't know. <laughs> not to me. Not yet. Until okay. I see a performance where I'm like, wow, incredible. I'm she sure will. She I'm sure she will. Well, <laughs> you know, sometimes they never do. <laughs> right. I'll never meet her. She, oh no, she was going to be... Napoleon's wife and then yeah. she dropped out and then um, Vanessa Kirby took over that's right um, look hot take I don't like her performance in Killing Eve I think it's cold 
but that's just me. I think it's like robotics. Like technically she's doing the accents. It's not even good to be honest. So that's my hot take about Jodie Comer. And then I will change my mind when she um, changes my mind with her performances. Yeah. So far, I haven't been proved wrong. The so. Last Duel is, like, it's a pretty good showcase, but she doesn't get the, like, I the funnest role. I the Last was good, though. Oh, it's great. Yeah, oh, it's actually nice. really strong. Okay, Ridley. Yeah. Um, Scott. Watch out. He did, and what was the other one he gave us? Oh, um, House of Gucci. Gucci. <laughs> of course, I mean, how the can infamous. we forget? How can yeah. we forget? Um, um, cool. Uh, the, I think it's time for us to move to our feature presentation, unless there's anything else to talk about. I have other things to talk oh, about. Oh, okay. Yes, wow. Um, I watched a show called... Um, get it, get it. Oh, my God. I watched the second season of Abbott Elementary. Incredible. Just, like, mm. comfort food. Um, I don't know. It's not, like, particularly groundbreaking, but it makes me feel warm and nice and cozy. It's charming. It's very mm. charming. Also... Disney Plus, why do you only have 20 episodes of a 22-episode season? What? Doesn't make sense to me. What? What the fuck? And they, like, paused it halfway through. What? Yeah, we were, like, halfway through that season, and then they just stopped updating them for, like, months. Oh, maybe. I mean... Maybe they did maybe a that's... two-part release Yeah, I said they did, right. but I think maybe they're just late on the ball if that happened, if that's your experience on it. Yeah. I also watch a show called Jury Duty. Yes. Which I enjoy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, nice. Um, I really like those kinds of shows. I mean, I watched the Joe Schmo show when I was a kid, which was kind of similar, where it's just, like, a regular guy plopped into a reality show with actors all around. That's Jerry Jerry too, yeah. Yeah, but I think this is a lot more like realistic, whereas that more is a lot more satirical. Even though they do have like, it's so funny because there are scenarios where you're like, "What? That's ridiculous." Yeah, surely he would. Yeah, get it. But you know, if you're taking it so seriously, just hey. things <laughs> it, they don't feel foreign to you. Yeah, but you know what does feel foreign to somebody? Mm. Whips and chains. <laughs> Dude, what's her and name? ASMR. Anastasia. In our feature presentation. Feature presentation. So before we started this podcast, Matt was like, I'm going to just like really loudly unwrap this Vicks Vapor Drop. Yeah. <laughs> and then crinkle it on and, microphone. And um, there is... So I hope you appreciated that. Yeah, mm. and it felt like a moment from the film where oh my God. Christian Grey opened a condom, which we don't always see on screen. This, this is like... With his teeth. This is like a mini like, which you're not supposed corner. to do. Yeah. Yeah. My version of ASMR, which I've done lately, is watch blockhead removal videos. They work. Blockhead... Oh, like... Blackhead, sorry, oh, not blockheads. Right. That's Charlie Brown. Some people do, like, the pimple-popping videos. Yeah. I am not a person that that, is, that, that works I for. I don't know. Is it, it just, relaxing? Like, well, at first, it just popped up on my TikTok, so I, like, started watching it, and I got a little anxious when they couldn't, like, get them out. And then once they did, I was like, oh, and this so they're is just activated going, something. And, and they're yeah. just talking, they're just being like... Okay. No, they're not even talking. They're just, like, showing the thing with some calm music. Um, okay. In the background. So there's no sound because I don't imagine blackheads. No, not no. no. Like a little they scraping like, sound. Like there's like very oh, like baby music behind. <laughs> baby you know, music. Like, kind of relaxing. Well, it's like there is a lot calming. of like clean clean talk. Yeah. It's a big thing. So you're cleaning things. Up. So, so this is what my TikTok for you page is at the moment. Okay. There's yeah. a. Uh, I got one. Yeah. About cleaning. There's a guy that goes to like 
massive blocked up drains like a massive like well, it's pool the same of thing i think it's clean talk yeah, yeah. Mm. and he goes and he just gets a rake mm. or something and he just cleans out and then all the water drains away and he's like job well done is that Anna. just on youtube or is it on tiktok no it's on tiktok well, I, I love the thing is like i feel like i'm what i'm saying is i think that is the same exact sort of impulse mm. as the blackhead clearing yeah, yeah i guess so you TikTok. know but it's just that one's got but a body it, horror element one doesn't yeah. the body horror yeah. element freaks me out i watched mm. that in a brandon oh, or david cronenberg it's setting it's so satisfying when they get everything out okay I love yeah it. anyways more body <laughs> heat <laughs> Um, all right, so Fifty Shades of Grey. Has anybody seen this movie before? No. Did no. anybody read was... the book? No. 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 You okay. kind of have because you've half read it because you've read. I have read Twilight. Twilight. Uh, I was priding myself on never seeing these movies, and that has now been broken. Yeah. Um, oh, it's like I, I don't have a particular stance against it, but it's just kind of like. It's like me with a Twilight anything. Yeah. Mm. You've never seen Twilight, right? Yeah, right. No, or Red. Oh, crazy. Just because I thought I was above it. But maybe, maybe just maybe, change. that'll change in the future. Yeah. Um, so my my story with Fifty Shades of Grey. Okay. I was in a production of The Producers at uh, Put It All Little Theatre in 2012. Shout out. Tell us more. Uh, shout out. So, yeah, I was out. It's all the way out in Put It All. It's a long show. Uh, and there was a, another member of the chorus, uh, Lynn probably in her 50s mm. uh, and we'll be backstage it's like a month long season put it all does really long seasons mm. um, kind of circuit length and you'd be going out there like every night you know What's you'd be out for ages yeah those um, are the two big theaters in the wellington region yeah. of course rivals <laughs> and uh yeah um lynn went through all three of the uh 50 shades of gray books yeah. in the dressing rooms backstage um, when she was not on, because, you know, as another chorus member, we had a lot of downtime. We weren't mm-hmm. on lots of scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she'd just give us little updates about what was cool. happening in the Fifty Shades books. Wow. So I feel like I have read them through the mind of Lynn. Yeah. Um, she'd be just saying things like, he's in a helicopter. And things what? like, he's gone missing. Don't worry, he came back. Damn. Oh, he goes missing. That's in the second book, apparently. Oh. I just... T- t- Lynn must be so flushed from these books and then to go on stage after. Well, like, Girl. there's a whole She's movie about this. She's got to get ready to play a horny granny. In oh, the... there you go. <laughs> there's a whole movie about this. It's called Book Club, um, which they're all reading the Fifty Shades book and they're all mm. getting a bit excited and then they have their own flames. Mm. Now, I have a question before we move on. If you're writing a mega book franchise, how many installments are you doing? Are you doing Three. seven? Like the cancelled... JK, um, for good reason, um, trans rights. Are you doing three? Are you doing four? I mean, doing... I think three is the classic. Trilogy. Like, most people start with trilogy. But in this, like, YA, like, it, for, like, Twilight, I'm like, they've now established yeah, a four. four. I think you start in your mind to do three and engage the success. Because if Stephanie finished with Eclipse... Mm. Breaking Dawn is where it's at. I can't relate. I don't okay. know. Okay, you don't know. Exciting. Mm. Um, but yeah, I feel like it's more sort of, does this have serialization yeah. potential? You know, mm. is there more plots that one well. can do in this world? <laughs> As a YA author, that's probably what you're thinking. You yeah, know? unless you theme it to like, Garth Nix did like... The, oh, Days of the Week, seven. Yeah, Mr. Monday and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. so all seven. right, Days of the... See, here's the thing I have with a seven for this franchise. She ran out of titles on book three. 
Yeah. Because it goes Fifty Shades of Grey. Sure, intriguing. Okay. I don't know what that That's is. That's a nice, uh, nice title. Fifty Shades Darker. Yes, Ooh. natural Darker. progression. Great. Yes. Ooh. Mm. Fifty Shades. Freed. Nothing to do with colors. We've lost the color what metaphor. What does that mean? What's that happening? is not a shade of grey either. No. And if yeah. you're just looking at the titles and you don't know anything about the content, then you're like, yeah, what is free? The fuck? Yeah. 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 Doesn't make sense. Anyways, this is e. the James. third film we've selected for our love. Fest. Something, sex, yeah. whatever, personal yeah. picks. This is a Matt choice. I did. Yeah, yeah. I did pick this. So uh, I've got a bone to pick with Matt Lover. I have oh. on this. Also, I want to say why I picked this Okay. Film. Okay. Right. Um, I picked this film for two reasons, actually. One, because... Um, in my personal letterbox, I have awards for my year. So I have awards for 2015, 2016, oh. 2017, blah, blah, blah. If you follow me, you know. Anyways, um, I refuse to nominate any film until I've seen them. Mm. And I feel like the songs from Fifty Shades of Grey have nomination potential. Like Ellie Goulding's Love Me Like You Do. And my favorite, actually, um, The Weeknd with... Um, his song in the film earned it, <laughs> which was nominated for an Oscar. To be fair, this is an Oscar-nominated film. Um, wow. I love "Earned It" as a song, and I couldn't, in good conscience, nominate it for my best original song. Um, personal awards. This is the reason. Well, this is the first a reason. reason. This was the first reason why I wanted to watch this film is potentially. It, did you say 2015? This comes out. Yeah. I have no idea when this comes out. Oh, this is 2015. But I honestly. If I was that serious about it, I would have watched it already. And I had the same hang-ups as you. But I think throughout the years, um, my taste has gone trashier. And I feel like this could have trashy potential. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, you know what? It's episode 96, which is obviously the reverse of 69. And I was like... Two people facing away from each other. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you know what? Maybe apt. Maybe. Um, and I was like, oh, I guess personal picks. It's time. So I did. I picked this. Yeah, and yeah. that's despite the fact this is not a mixed bag. Oh, I don't know. On online, if so you search Fifty Shades of Grey, well, is it a mi- like it could be a mixed bag in terms of talking about it? But you're talking technically. I'm talking technically. This is a poorly rated film. I don't people know. on Letterboxd. It's a one point eight. It's a four point six on IMDb, which is definitely below the average sort of area. It's but not in the median. To seven. I think you have it's to. It's a twenty four percent on Google Films. Was the like, one that shocked me. It's yeah. one point eight. That's what I said. Oh, sorry, I yeah. missed that. But I think you have to take into consideration that it was a huge box office smash. And there is a big following in the book. There's there's cultural um there's cultural cachet, cachet, but it still cachet. is And also you know. I feel like we have reviewed worse like reviewed films or in the same kind of ballpark as this. I'm not sure because, if it's been this bad. Because of the same cultural cachet, because it holds some like Anyway, I, some I sway in pop whether culture. we should have been doing this film, but we've done it. We've done We've it. Done it. And if anybody it, comes and writes in, please write in if you think look, this is a mixed bag. I or think not, it actually. qualifies. It, it is not a known bomb like um, Catwoman. That is a Razzie winner. We didn't cover Catwoman. Yeah, that's what I mean. Catwoman. That's why yeah. we drew the line. This one is fine because it's huge. And also, it was like it launched the careers of Dakota Johnson and Jamie Dornan. Mm. And those Twilight movies, worse reviewed than this. Honestly, I they don't... swept the Razzies. Mm. No, I think you look up Twilight. I think Twilight, Razzies Twilight. is one thing, but reviews but, is but different. But that's what I mean. So the stink of Twilight is worse than the stink of Fifty Shades. I don't, I don't know. think Razzies are not canon. 
Yeah, Rezzies I wouldn't. Sure. I also match. don't like the Rezzies. The Rezzies but don't. Also, you know, having seen the Rezzies just don't like Twilight because teenage movie, girls like it. I don't know. We'll, yeah, we'll get into it. But anyway, yeah, it's time for me to tell you what happens in this film. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> so this is our reoccurring segment where we talk about the movie in one minute. And it's my turn. Is going to do it for us, and so we have one minute starting from now. There is a girl, Anastasia Steele. She is an English literature student and her roommate is a journalism student and so she's had to take over for her roommate to interview Christian Grey, a 27-year-old reclusive bachelor billionaire. Uh, they have an interview. Uh, she's really bad at doing interviewing, but they have a chemistry between them. There's a spark. Um, then she graduates. He sort of like stalks her and goes to her job at a hardware store and they sort of hang out and flirt for a bit and then they eventually uh, make Halfway. out. And, yeah, he sort of is following her around and then he gets her in a helicopter and flies to her to his mansion where uh, it reveals that she's a virgin and she's, he's like, oh, no, and then they have sex so that she will not be a virgin anymore. And he tries to convince her to 15. do BDSM with him. But she's like, nah, I don't think so. And she tries to, he tries to get her to sign a big contract that seems uh, really forbidding. Uh, and she doesn't want to sign it, but they keep having sex anyway and they have more and more hard and rough sex until one time he spanks her too hard and she's like, no, I'm breaking up with you the end time and that is pretty much it that's that's pretty much it was like a lot more emotional things that she wanted from the relationship but yes it's this thing with movie in a minute where it's like it felt like you could have done it in 30 seconds honestly like it's Mm. because there's not a lot of plot to this yeah but we've talked about the plot now now let's Mm. talk about the hot sizzle sizzle Mm. um they're both pretty hot, to be fair. Yeah, to be fair. To be fair. fair. Um, I think Jamie Dornan for me. Yeah. Um, I think not in his first scene when he, not in his suits, but when he's in the t-shirt or when he's in like the leather jacket. After running. Um. Mm. Yeah, I think those are those are his most attractive times. Um. Yeah. 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 It's a toss-up for me, honestly. I find Dakota really attractive in this movie. Well, they're both attra- incredibly attractive people. And so, like, if you've seen, like, The Lost Daughter or something, like... Oh, my God, she's so hot in The yeah, Lost Daughter. Fine. But, I mean, she's her, the character she's playing is very mouseish. And... It's kind of sexy baby in a way that yeah. is kind of <laughs> weird to me. Yeah. Disconcerting. Yeah. And I can't Jamie... deny it is attractive to me. Like, oh, right, sure, yeah. Not the sexy baby aspect, but her playing yeah. it. Right. Because she, I don't know, there's something about her. Yeah. Uh, uh, do you want to speak to it anymore? Or, yeah. I don't know. I'm still making my mind. Um, I will go with Dakota, I think. Sorry. Although, jo- just because I prefer Jamie with a bit of, of scruff. And but he, he looks does too... get a bit of scruff at some he d- point. He does get it. Oh. D- and yeah. he definitely gets hotter when yeah, he has as the film has goes it. on. I think... But he looks a little youngish. Well, thinking about Belfast, where there's a little bit of Silver Fox. Oh, he looks mm. great. He looks great. And Katrina Wolf. Yeah, yeah. In, in I'm movie. trying to think other Jamie Dornan stuff that I might have seen or know about. Um, uh, Bob, Bob, Bob and Star. Star. Go to Mr. Oh yeah, very charming man. Yeah. Um, I think I'm gonna go for Kate. Is that her name? Oh yeah, all right. Yeah, I don't um, know. I don't like, know her name, but yes, yeah. I don't know. Like she gives off a very sexual. It's energy, more like the yeah. characterization, like because like Dakota and and Jamie are like very attractive people, but like Kate was just felt like a normal human being. She was just like, hey, yeah. what's up? Kate also just she's gives me a girl friendly. who knows how to have a good time. Yeah. yeah. You know? She's not like, it's not all about 
relationships and seriousness. She's just like, I met this dude at a party. I'm going to sleep with him. Cool. I'm having fun. Hot energy. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So we have, that doesn't always happen. We have a a different choice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I want to introduce a new segment today. Yes. So we've had some more technical difficulties, but we're back. It's the fourth guest. I know. The fourth guest, the fourth host. Truly. Mm. Um, (laughs) But... The new segment that I wanted to introduce is the titular role. There is no role of the Tempest. It is the titular role. Made famous by Ladybird. And uh, this is where we were discussing in the previous episode, Entrapment. Um, They were defining entrapment and the difference between entrapment and blackmail. So and it does and come so up. Entrapment yeah. made an appearance. Yes, we Kermit. saw Entrapment. And so cast your mind back, you know, to those previous episodes. Did the titular role appear? Yeah. You know, maybe when we're thinking of it, you know we what? may. The clip should be, it's the titular role. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Let's clip that. Lady Bird. Yeah. Um, you know, Forrest Gump appears across the universe. <laughs> Did it sort appear? of. The song was in there. Yeah. The song was in there. Can't remember our third one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what our third episode is. Yeah. Um... um Anyways, yeah, I mean, we kind of got the titular yes, role. Yes, we got we got yeah. Jamie Dornan delivering his best with his best gusto. Mm. I'm Fifty Shades of Fucked Up. Yeah, um, and you know he is Christian Grey. Yes, so so essentially it's like the Fifty Shades of Grey because I feel like it's weird for a character to say these are the Fifty Shades of Grey. It just doesn't doesn't flow. So Fifty Shades of Fucked Up, honestly, one of the better screenplay choices of this film. Yeah, I, w- I was a moment of inspiration. Yeah. I think so. And hard to deliver, of course, as we already yeah. noted. Yes. So good on Jamie. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else we want to say about the titular role? Would you think of another title for this? I mean, I think the title is actually pretty good. It's good. It's, it's I provocative. I like Fifty Grades. I like Fifty it. Shades of Do you know what I just title. remembered? There's not three books. What? Is there another book? There's four. What? But what is they this didn't fake make that, they didn't book? make a movie of the fourth one, surely. No. But what but is this fake book that you It's not a fake book. Right it's okay. not a fake okay. It's a real It's one. a real one. <laughs> Retelling it? this story but from Grey's perspective. Oh, I think that's it's true. just called Grey? What? I think that's correct. Actually. That is I think correct. you are because it's the same lying. as um, so all of the... that's what happened with Twilight. They did an, an Edward's perspective. Well, oh, and that's a that's the major thing. Midnight Sun, I think. That's a major thing we should raise in terms of the context of yes. this movie is that this was originally a Twilight fanfic. Yes. So E.L. James, who was the writer, did she of... admit to that or no? Um, I think it was hidden at first, but it's very like yeah, the, I know the we fic know. is still yeah, online. Yeah. Um, yeah. But so she, she was a like very sort of uh, you know prominent, not prominent, but um, prolific fanfic writer. In the uh, I guess prominent community, as well yeah. in the Twilight community, and so she originally wrote this adults-only sexy BDSM mm. Twilight fic with Bella and Edward, in which she removed all the supernatural elements, and Bella was a university student, and Edward was a rich billionaire that was into BDSM. And then this got really popular online and she ended up getting a publishing deal, but obviously she wasn't allowed to use all of Stephanie Meyer's IP. So she had to do what they call reskinning mm. in the um, fanfic world and basically just change all of the names, mm. uh, you know, control find what? and swap stuff out. And so a very, very quick rewrite. And she has said that she, you know, I think what she's claimed is that it was inspired by okay. her fanfic, right. but see, she did a considerable rewriting. Well, it was entirely different, will, but other people are like, it's pretty much just the same I'll fic. give it to you, James. At least she owns that it was inspired by the fanfic. 
there's this writer, Cassandra Clare, yeah. who plagiarized other fanfic. That's what she did, right? I don't know all the all the details with her, but I think she definitely is the one that's like, I do never wrote fanfic. I, it's not fanfiction at all. These are all my original ideas. Oh, and the yeah. movie that we're not going to support, City of Bones? City of Bones. <laughs> I mean, this is the City of Bones, actually. Seattle, mm. according to this movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> at least in her fanfic, like... At least there's, like, business world and getting rid of the magic... I mean, the vampire stuff. Like, I guess it's something. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, don't know. It's, like, yeah. It's, it's not an exactly unusual start to a, st- a franchise. Yeah. I just... It's, to me, if it's, like, um, yeah, Steel's Pots and Pans came to life. But yeah. it was serious. Yeah. Like, Anastasia Steel's Pots and Pans. Anastasia Steel is such a, like, a, a porn name, like, I to know. me. And Christian Grey. Yeah. But I feel like... um. Um, Belinda is quite sexually confident. Oh yeah, 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 oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is uh, sure. from the podcast. Highly recommended. My dad wrote a porno. If you don't know what we're talking about, yeah. Um, um, but yes, I feel I feel like E.L. James's prose has generally been considered Rocky Flintstone level. His has generally been considered. Oh, it's a woman, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, it's not. Yeah, I think if you if you're taking Stephanie Meyer as your like thing you're a super fan of mm. that you want to imitate then mm. i feel like that sort of gives a sense of how great the writing would be in these books yeah totally. but yeah and this is a film that is written like adapted by a woman and then also directed by a woman as well yes um, yeah. yeah i mean we were like yep this was directed by a woman and then the, the woman's name, came, name up. came up on on the screen and we're like Oh. oh, no. Anyways, cool. What did we like about <laughs> Fifty Shades? I think it's photographed pretty well. It has nice cinematography. Like, I actually think it looks pretty good. Like, I think yeah. his richness um, is not gauche. It, like, it's clean. I bought, I yeah. bought the, the it's sort of clean. interior design of the apartments and things like that. It's um, like this 27-year-old billionaire. Preposterous. But, like, they kind of make it work in the world a yeah. little bit. You yeah. Know? I like the the aerial photography of which there was a lot like his introduction of the helicopter i'm like oh wow this helicopter is, is cool so i'm not a big nice, fan like, of them leather personally seats inside it's how very it was fancy. shot and everything like that i, I like, think the helicopter and the plane because they have to or the glider or whatever yeah. it is they look like rich fancy like, yeah. they're fancy nice. they're, they're like not just like dynamic well yeah they're not just your run-of-the-mill kind of like you know by what, what do you call like aerial vehicle? Like what are they called? I don't know. Aerial vehicles? Like I don't know. Vans I don't know. For the air. What do you mean? Like, like so obviously like just what do you, what is what? Do, how do you classify air aircraft vehicles? Like yeah, I guess aircraft. Yeah. 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 <laughs> sure. Anyways, yeah, they're yeah. not like your run of the mill like aircrafts that you just hire. No. I guess they did hire them, but they looked like futuristic and gray on the side like, of a yeah. sculptor. Yeah. They look good. Um, I think that both of our lead performers are doing a pretty good job. Yeah, yeah for sure. I, th- I think they have some, some real chemistry at times. Mm. Um, I think they, yeah, they've got some pretty bad scenes to do mm. in terms of, like, scenes that don't really go anywhere. Oh, a lot of repetitive could, scenes. It could be... But they are... Uh, like, the the, the the actors bring a lot, for yeah, sure. Yeah, but they really yeah. work hard to make it believable, to make the chemistry between the characters believable to um yeah try to to bring some life into this this plot line mm. um i think they're, they're, they're doing a good job yeah. yeah yeah i think yeah it's clear why they went on to become much bigger stars than yeah. this and similarly to twilight like they have they have kind of dropped this by the wayside and are kind mm. of known for 
for better work. Now. And I think, like, yeah, for the worse actors, this would have really sunk them. Yeah, absolutely. This is your first major thing, which I think kind of was for, I don't really know I believe if, so if I'd heard either of them. Well, Jamie Dornan was in, like, a show called The Fall, I think, mm. where oh, he yeah. played, like, like, a serial, a serial killer, killer. Yeah. which I guess kind of, like, fit the vibe for like Christian Grey a little bit Mm. they even joke about it a little bit at Mm, the start mm, mm. and then um, Dakota Johnson I think she was in a a few things I knew her um, from the social network she had a tiny bit role she's a nepo baby she's a nepo baby she's a nepo baby she's the daughter of Don Johnson and Melanie Griffith so she she is literally a grand nepo baby because Mm. Melanie Griffith herself is a nepo baby Mm. daughter of Tippi Hedren from the birds yeah. and Marnie your case's yeah. least favourite movie starring oh, Marnie I haven't seen it but um, I won't stars your fave Sherlock Holmes so he's back Sherlock Holmes oh my god my brain is Sean broken. Connery are you okay no <laughs> clearly not every one of my incorrect words stars are Sherlock Holmes cry for help oh my god yeah. I mean I, some it's sleep, late I could see Sean Connery being a Sherlock Holmes to be fair <laughs> Just trying. Ah, elementary. Oh, elementary. I'm watch. Yeah. I'm glad um, okay. yeah. I can put these images in okay. your mind. Um, um, yeah. So I. I yeah. Like I mean, they're... I think like other actors, this could have just sunk their careers well, immediately. I, I feel like they, the fact that they're able to transcend this and go into other films and get out of this film like fairly scot free. I think they transcended. Great. It, but I th- also think they elevated the movie a little bit yeah. because it would have been way trashier mm. if the acting mm. was bad. Yeah. But the acting was actually really good, and there were some scenes where like it felt really genuine, yeah. despite like yeah. um, the bad writing, which we're going to talk about later, and yeah. also just like the abundance of sex scenes, which a few of those, especially the early ones, really were like quite at hot and like kind of got you yeah. to the the, we talk about, yeah. like, the, the emotional scenes. journey and I like think majority yeah. of them are bottles because it's you know you don't usually see sex depicted on screen much anymore um it's kind of been like there's like this current fad of like like marvel movies are like trying to not have any intimacy on screen at all and it's quite refreshing to have scenes that are actually very yeah as you're saying erotic and kind of intimate and mm. um and it's also, I mean, I don't think that this is, like, the most accurate portrayal of BDSM, but it also kind of no. pushes that boundary of what sex could be, you know? Like, on screen, I don't think there's a lot of mm. films, especially mainstream films, that no. kind of explore, you know, sexual um, uh, exploration, really. Yeah. yeah, it will be interesting to hear from members in the BDSM community what they think about this book well I mean movie. there is quite a lot that has been written about it generally they right. hate it yeah <laughs> I think it's quite probably quite harmful in terms of perceptions yeah. of it like, yeah. it's, it's cool very, that it's... it's it's very much written E.L. James is a person that does not clearly have yeah. experience, experience with this yeah. herself and so she's just kind of written about Taking it, it with her own it. understanding and it, it does sort of yeah have it to, shows yeah it really shows <laughs> um, but we'll talk about that in a bit but yeah. yeah, I feel like actually, perhaps because of that, the thing that works the best is like the first sex scene between mm. them, mm. I think is actually really intimate and really beautiful. And there's some really well, lovely like... The context that. of that first sex yeah. scene as well is because she reveals to, you know, uh, Christian and also to the audience that mm. she's a virgin, which 
we were, were like, scoffing at. We're like, by the okay, way. Yeah. side eye she's girl. She's in university. Well, she's, she's about to graduate. graduate. And also, yeah. she's a, you we're know, like, not for living, nothing. She's also a beautiful girl. She's incredibly like, beautiful. Yeah. She's been living alone with her roommate for how many years? <laughs> we're like, yeah. all right. She's had a lot of. I'm sure she's had an opportunity, mm. but she yeah. clearly didn't want to. Until now, she's been waiting for the right man. Yeah, and I guess she's that like, was clearly like, yeah, she's ready. She's 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 yeah. keen for him to be the man. Mm. You know, I guess it's not every day that a billionaire just you know shows interest in you. A hot young twenty-seven. Well, that's the fantasy. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, you're like, I would give it up if I was a virgin. Yeah, and the filmmaking is kind of like leans into that like very glossy photo shoot kind of mm-hmm. erotica that I think works. Yeah. Yeah, well, I feel well. like I don't love the music choices in the sex yeah. scenes. Yeah. I, I don't. Yeah. yeah, I get why to set the mood, but it's distracting. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, they're not. Like, we're not going for realism, yeah. but they're, they're very much elevated. Like, yes, you have got, like, oh, there's condoms, which I'm like, you know, that's kind of nice. That was nice. I, did, I mean, I we did note that. But we it's don't... like, it's very clean. Everything yeah. is very yeah. sort of, like, but you know, beautifully lit I, and yeah. wonderfully. It was yeah. a fantasy. <laughs> yeah. But I was, this, the condom thing was genuinely kind of a nice surprise to me because yeah. um, you don't see that small gesture, even in, in, like, regular movies with sex scenes. They mm. kind of, they don't even grab for that. It's literally just, it. like, undressing in, like, yeah. you know, the face up or whatever the, you just see the penetration, really. Mm. It's mm. not that but it was a nice kind of scene to be like oh look this does exist it's like it happens like yeah yeah and um i'm yeah. trying to think of other bottles i like well because i mean i was gonna be disappointed in this film if it wasn't like sexy in a way right and they it's really the only thing that they had to deliver on yeah in yeah some way. and so and they showed much more than i thought they were gonna show yeah. because this is also good, some equal opportunity nudity. I always appreciate yeah. like, going through a like, I feel like, you know, if you got some male ass as well as some... <laughs> yeah, but because but, we were talking about, like, this is good for, like, what they're working with, the boundaries. They didn't show, like, full, um, you know, nether regions, but we did see, like, a little, like, cut of, like, shaft and, like, yeah, pubic hair. Yeah. We which, all went, <laughs> Well, I like, imagine honestly. that's what audiences did first time around, too. Yeah. So it's clearly effective. Yeah. I also like the songs in this movie that weren't in the sex scenes. Outside I, of the movie. I've got to say, none of these songs I liked. This was just really I my liked taste of music. What was the Beyonce one? But was it just Drunk in Love? No. There was, it was a Crazy in love, love, but slowed down. Oh, Crazy down. in Love. That's what no, I was there, thinking So about. there yeah. were two Beyonce songs. There was the Crazy in Love that was slowed down. And also there was a track from um, Beyonce, the title album. I think it was um, Haunted. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, they were doing one of the sex scenes. Um, the two pop songs that were actually really big outside of this movie were Love Me Like You Do by Ellie Goulding mm. and Earned It by The Weeknd, which I have previously said that I love Earned It by The Weeknd. I didn't register it when it played. When what, Do you know which scene it was over? Or? So Love Me Like You Do is when they were in the helicopter. helicopter. Yeah. Um, and that then, one I remember thinking like, oh, I don't like this it's song. It's a bit much. <laughs> and then, <laughs> I think that's why they work outside of the movie, like as pop mm. songs. And But they in the movie, I was like, Weird. What? Okay. They felt um, quite intrusive. I think yeah, I was yeah. felt very. They felt very um, present. And then earned it the Academy Award winning song, which got been by beaten by um, "Writings on the Wall" by Sam Smith. Right. Like my least favorite. Okay, song hater of James Bond. A hater of a quantum of Salas. Okay. Which we just ragged on earlier because it was a writer's strike, baby. Yeah. Is that? <laughs> 
Move over, Nepo, baby. It's I don't think that is Quantum baby. of Solace. No, it's not. It's, oh, that sorry, Spectre. fucking Spectre. Spectre. Also bad. I, I think you were just ragging on another James yeah. Bond. Well, like, it's fucking bad. Both of those are bad. Uh, Fight me. Yes. Um, Quantum of Solace has a good theme song, actually. I like the theme song for that one. So when is it? When does it play? Uh, when they were driving her back home uh, before they go to the woods so and walk. clearly there's sex scenes and then there's vehicular Vehicle scenes. Vehicle scenes. You know, I want... Let's get weirder with it. You know, I liked it. I liked it when he, like, played the piano. Why can't we have some piano on the story? Yeah, Why can't he I'm do some karaoke? Like, I was kind of, like, excited by the first red... So he has, like, this red room that's, like, his, like... All of his, BDSM like, room. and room. So stuff. I got kind of excited by the first sex scene in the bedroom I think that was still kind of like important to the movie but then we kept having sex scenes I was just like where are why are you not fucking in the car I thought they were gonna fuck in the the office with the with the red lighting like give me variety that's what I want it was just kind of it got quite repetitive quite fast yeah it got quite yeah, boring and frustrating. I think there was a second sex scene. I that feel was like we're right. moving into the bananas. Yeah, I yeah. Think pretty much. Naturally transitioned to bananas. Yeah. yeah, the sex scenes was. I was quite impressed at first, and then. And it then just, you get sort of. It's well, same, the they crazy, all kind of have the same rhythm, I the, think. Yeah. The crazy thing is, you lose any sense of like narrative flow. Which comes down to, like, the ending. Because you, you're just like, where are we at? Well, it kind of makes sense for those first few because you know what the emotional thing that was holding them before. Yeah. But then the second and third red room scenes, I'm like, Why? what are we doing? And then it just becomes muddled when she starts saying, punish me because you got two in... Why are you punishing me? She doesn't want to be Yeah, punished. so... The- so let's look. Let's, let's yeah. pull back. Just, let's, pull back. So, let's pull back. So Lash. the contract that he has that for her to sign is basically like completely not legally binding. There's no way that you could sign your away your consent yeah. for the future in a contract. There's a court of it's law would so never agree for that. It's, it's so it's like somebody again who's never like not a lawyer and not a yeah. BDSM person. Um, and then uh, yeah, part of it is that basically she has to come and stay with him from Friday to Sunday every week in his like spare room in his penthouse and has to consent to all sex that he wants to have mm. which I'm like you cannot like that's not how consent law works and there's you can't specifics as well of like things that they and then, like, do specific and specific things that they agree on and don't agree on are on the table yeah. and, um, and then yeah. other various things that they have to negotiate and she's like I don't want to sign this contract I want to make some changes to the thing like but and I'll consider it and then they keep having sex, like, anyway. With, without her having Basically, to he's trying to introduce her into the world of BDSM. Mm. And so it sort of starts out, like, you know, basically just he introduces more different elements bit by bit. And so mm. this is the part where we're, like, we're having more and more sex scenes and they're kind of more and more kind of in the same shape. Basically, he's like, what about this? And, like, brings out, like, handcuffs mm. or, like, a flogger or, like, yeah. a, you know, whip thing. Um, well, it was kind of like... And each of those, yeah, yeah she's it, like kind of like into it. It was fine because you were kind of like tracking her emotional journey as well. So yeah, it like, and it's this thing where she's yeah, having a great time. Nice. They're like sexually explorative. They're both having a great time and then they feel closer emotionally. Yeah, and, and she's you know trying to be like, be... you should, you know, like I want to be a normal boyfriend, girlfriend. Yeah, because you, you could also tell they're like, emotionally attracted yeah. to each other yeah. not just it transcends their sex but like the thing that's a big drama is that in the contract it's like if she does she breaks the rules then he must punish her mm. and she's like well i can't sign this contract until i know what the punishment is like so then he like ties her up and hits her really hard mm. like a few times 
And he does not seem to be taking any joy in this. No. And she's having a terrible time. Yeah. She's like crying yeah. and like, but not using safe words, just, just crying. Yeah. And at the end of it, then she's like, never do that to me again. Like I'm well, gone forever from your life. They both misunderstood it. Like one, she doesn't understand that the punishment is part of But I think the problem is, but... is not that she misunderstands it. I think yeah, well, the problem think, is that well, they... E.L. James doesn't oh, understand yeah. exactly. how BDSM yeah. works. Yeah. yeah. If people are like, oh, I'm going to punish you because you're so naughty. Both those people have to be into, uh, are into that. Yeah, like consent they, still has to it's be not, there. It's not something that you're doing as a corrective, like a, ch- a bad child. And those safe like words are ways of The safe words are ways to be like, we're not in the game anymore. Yeah, we're outside of that. Yeah. It's the thing that like the punishment is for both It's for both pleasure. people's pleasure. And for here, it's for neither person's pleasure because he's not enjoying it. He doesn't like causing her pain. Mm, and she's, like actual pain. Yeah, <laughs> and she's in pain and not enjoying it. And we're like... Then don't do it. Just don't do don't it. Do yeah. it. Like there's no like the whole point of this is that it's part of it's but for your sexual pleasure. His, his characterization is like I have to. Do I this. have to do this, I and you're like, why? So like up to that point, but like, he doesn't I, seem like he has like a need from his personality. Yeah. No. Well, I think the whole dynamic is very simple. That he doesn't want to do or like the the attraction initially is to just engage in these like very specific like sexual boundaries Mm -hmm. and then he started getting feelings and that's the where the conflict lies ideally but then well and they're implying that like anyone that does bdsm is broken and like yeah i mean that's the fundamental problem yeah that's the fiction is that it's just like like, clearly all these people are fucked up and that's why no that's not let's also not even talk about how he was like 15 and mrs robinson yeah that's how it's introduced into this world and we're like that's child abuse well they drop that in casually and you think they're not going to mention it and then she does say she does call it out which is child abuse later on and and you're like like, okay so you're aware of it also Sam Taylor Johnson, are you aware of what yeah. that scene? Okay, yeah. just just chopping it in there. Yeah, no particular reason. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's um, yeah, it's a really frustrating situation because you don't, you know, it's going along and there's all this back and forth about the contract and they're just having sex and there's this huge like blow up in the final ten minutes, which you're not aware it's the final ten minutes because it feels like it's like. You know, two well, thirds of the way through. Yeah, a film. you just assume that this is like the big kind of blow up before they get together in the end again. Yeah. They like realize that they like each other. Yeah, do like a normal film structure of yeah. one, two, three, or, or however you're structuring mm. it. Like, but it needs no. to be a conclusion of some That's sort. That's the thing. It just ends. They end on like not even like a cliffhanger. Maybe like yeah. it was like a cliff um dangler. Like it's like <laughs> what it's the a, fuck? It's a hell. It's they literally on top of a step, yeah. Yeah. And it but it's literally yeah, she she they had that she had they have this really bad experience and then she's like kinda, I'm giving yeah, ba- like I want my up. car back because and this is another thing that we hated. Wild. At one point she's got this really cute little like vintage VW Beetle mm. and then very cute iconic He car. like takes it and sells it and buys her a better car. Yeah. And she's supposed to be happy about this. And I'm like, she had a lovely car before and, and like, you didn't ask her permission to do also, this. That's so wild. Her, she made a joke about she's a collector of vintage cars. So clearly she likes that car aesthetically. She picked it. Yeah. Like It's cute as her new car she got Look, sucked. I don't mind if she he got her a new car. But like you got in, a, a, in addition, in addition to, to Don't get rid car. of the old yeah. car. Well, it follows in this long line, and they reference it as well in terms of her English literature, but, like, this long line of, like, Byronic heroes of people who are just, like, pieces of shit, like Mr. Rochester and Mm. Heathcliff and stuff. She can change him. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, no, they just suck. You should get away from them. 
Um, um, but yeah, this is the thing that the ending thing, she comes to be like, I want my old car back. And he's like, oh, I sold it already. And she's like, well, I never want to see you again. And then she just gets in the lift and they say each other's, they say each other's names. And he's like, no, stop. No. And then she's like, no. Yeah. And then he's like, oh. and they say, she says Christian. And he says Anastasia. Anastasia. And then, and then the elevator like, doors oh, close. And we were like, haha, end of film. And then it was the end of film. Crazy. Mm crazy what the fuck I guess, like, that's not how it, it felt like they ran out of ideas and they just stopped well i guess el james thinks it's like it she like has the power thing. now like well no well that's what i mean i think it's just the book like that's how it ends so yeah. like obviously there are two other installments but like oh my give, god Nothing. i don't know like just make it a little bit if you're gonna do a cliffhanger wild. at the end make of it, a movie you still need some form of resolution yeah, yeah. so yeah. that it feels like an actual story. Like, you need to have an arc in it. Yeah, yeah, unless you're going crazy experimental, which this movie it's not isn't. Doing. It's just it just feels yeah. inadequate and unsatisfying. It's inept. It's yeah. At some point, I just didn't get the whole thing that was happening because I was tracking the emotional. I was on board, and then I was like, "What's happening?" And just, then they just cut yeah. her off. Yeah, either yeah. be together or break up. What's up with these games? They yeah. don't make sense anymore. Well, there's also another fundamental issue, and this comes again back to very poor depiction of BDSM, is that he, like, the whole sort of dichotomy that we've got here is mm. that because he likes BDSM, they can't be a normal couple. <laughs> and we're yeah, like, that right. doesn't track. Those things are not opposites. Well, like, that's the thing, right? So, like, she's going to be, like, you know, there with I'm him. I'm into my weird sex stuff. They're gonna, he's gonna, she's going to be there with him for the weekend, and they're going to have, like, sex. Sure, that happens. But, like, they're not going to have sex all the time. Yeah, so they can hang out. What, what happens in the downtime? They're just in separate rooms? She's like, like can what's we go happening? watch movies and, like, you, go to dinner? And he's like, no, I don't do that. They can watch we're movies like, what are you talking in between about? rounds. <laughs> like, it's fine. Like, just, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. What does he do? Does Something he have... is broken with Christian, and it's I not know. to do with BDSM. It's just a fucked up characterization. Yeah, it's more like, I don't... controlling <laughs> super big red flags. Like, he, he won't let her see her family. Like she's like, oh I was yeah, I'm gonna go see, see my, my mum, and he's like, why? You didn't ask me about this. I don't, I don't want you to do that. It's not part of the and contract. then he like turns up when she's down there. Yeah, and I guess like this is meant to be part of the problem and the thing they have to figure out. But like one, way too big a red flags to try to fix him. Yeah. Two, you've associated with something that is not problematic and is very, you know, um, consensual and like all about communication. That's what BDSM is. Like. Yeah. Yeah. It's about ensuring everyone is, you know, On having fun page. and safe. Yeah. I, I mean, just... I think a lot of the controlling personality stuff comes from the Edward Cullen fan fiction. Yeah. Because obviously sure. that is a huge, like, characteristic of that character. Yeah. And it's very much romanticized in Twilight as well. So I think that's sort of where that original characterization comes from. Yeah. I just yeah. don't get why she would have to sign the contract when they're sleeping together anyways. Yeah. Like... like I like would not sign the contract because, like, yeah. one, I'm already fucking the hot billionaire because I, I can. Yeah. I don't need to sign the contract. And two, I want my weekends back. Yeah. Like, one weekend of, like, a fuckathon, that's fine. That's kind of thrilling, actually. But multiple? I've yeah. got things to do. I've new dress. I've got really to do my, see my friends. I need to catch up with other people. It doesn't seem like, like a problem. He's not like, girl. no, no sex until you sign it. Like, it's just like they have sex and then he's like, how about that contract? And she's like, no, no. Nah, I'm still thinking about it. And it's like, so where's the tension then? Like, yeah. if it's an actual problem or not. Yeah. And yeah, it's they just like, talk about it all the time. Yeah. And there's this sort of sense that, like, 
yeah, he's like, no, I won't do a relationship. But also he does do one. Like, that she gets he to does. come and meet yeah, his so family I, and she, like, it. comes and I, sees his... And it's like, I don't understand what the block is for him about this. I also don't understand, like, how people perceive them. Is he presenting her as his girlfriend? Like, seem yeah, to be was. okay like, to be together in public? Yeah. Because he's never photographed with a woman, so there's gay rumours about him. But Whatever. he's photographed with her. That one's yeah. fine. And then she's different. She's special. She introduces him to her parents like clearly they're not like secret that secret of about the relationship so like i don't get it i've got a list um her tripping she enters oh she does a classic clumsy heroine on her side uh i said the running man which is when he gets really steamy um oh steamy as in hot as as in in attractive because like he's been running so he just finished a scene where he was running Yeah. yeah and he does a thing where he Bites the toast. Oh, that was nice. Bites the toast was good. Bites the toast was nice because that it felt not natural. Yeah, and it felt like a weird human thing. But also, it's one of those things that someone does that's disarming that does catch you off guard, and you like. Yeah, so she's in bed, she's eating toast, and he jumps and he bites that. Yeah, I bet Jamie did that. I bet. Yeah, we see we see that energy in Belfast, but also I'm like. He, it's way too natural at that. He's done that many times yeah. before. It's a move. He just, is married for a reason. Jamie. We hope <laughs> yeah. that's Jamie Jordan's yeah. improv. Um, she doesn't know anything about BDSM at all. Well, she is a virgin also. I guess so. Yeah, but like she's like an adult woman. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she's clearly heard of it. <laughs> well, no. the one thing about her not knowing BDSM for me, so like... The funniest bit. Well... Yeah, so he buys her an Apple laptop, which, I mean, product placement, There's first so of all. There's so much Apple product placement in this um, film. Two, two things about that, actually. One, she's a shitty flip phone. So yeah, and you we were buy like, her is this, a like, car. Are we, are we misremembering? Did they not have smartphones in 2015? But no, he's got a smartphone. But also, he buys her a car. He buys her a laptop. Get her a fucking iPhone. Yeah. And it's so funny because the speech bubbles come up and he's got the blue bubble and she's got like a weird shitty gray one. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the second thing about that. So like he gives her the, the laptop so she can research all the BDSM terms, all the sex <laughs> like <laughs> implementations. So submissive. So she types in submissive. So I'm assuming, some, like... I'm assuming she's typed up like, um, like vaginal clamps and <laughs> like dildos and stuff like that because she seems to be aware of them. Um, from the negotiation scene. Yeah. yeah. But then she asks, what are butt plugs? <laughs> like, girl, you read the contract clearly because we also, saw that you. that one, pretty clear. Pretty, pretty clear. Quite yeah. self-evident. Plug for your butt. <laughs> also, you, you Googled everything and stopped at butt plugs. Like, like, no. no, no, I won't. I was going to say, the funniest thing to me is that she Googles submissive and then there's like two pictures of like shibari nothings and she goes like, ah, and basically like shuts the laptop. <laughs> No, no, no. And oh she goes like, God. She's like, Googled it, um, never Googled seen it, you again. Never seen you again. Bye. Yeah. Um, talking of that negotiation room, you described it as the room of the rising sun office because yeah. it's ridiculously weirdly backlit. Yeah, it's it like is, red lighting. It is. That was Belinda Blink for me. It was like, it's why so do Blink. you have a red room that's just like... <laughs> yeah. just like in the office. And then the two girl. office ladies that come in and sip <laughs> wine. That's right. We never see any of his like employees. <coughs> just then... as a side note, nobody eats or drinks anything in this film and they mm. have a lot of like food put in front of them and then nobody ever like yeah. sups from it. In the it's first scene, so frustrating. she gets delivered a muffin, doesn't touch it. Yeah, um, he says eat, she doesn't, and then they leave. Yeah. 
It's like when you know how we watch the circle and they have that like reunion at the end before they they, mm, they yeah. meet. The there are like plates and there's and, no food served <laughs> and drinks and glasses. I'm like, why are there Honestly, plates? It feels like an AI generated image where what it's the just fuck? like. People need a dinner. Um, mother didn't make it to graduation. I, I was going to talk oh about this. God. Like, girl. Yeah. I, okay. Like, we are not on her mother's side, especially because she, you know, makes a call and says she's not going to make it to the graduation. Why is she having... The graduation is for the parents. Yeah. Really. Yeah. To see your kids... Her stepdad, who's like a dad to her, comes. Exactly. And then... We thought maybe the mother is struggling, like she's poor, she can't Yeah, maybe make she's it. like on a big business trip. She's away, yeah. she's got something else important. Girl, she no. calls her mother on, on the, the night day of. On the day of graduation, yeah. and mom is just sitting on the couch <laughs> drinking a red wine. Also, <laughs> behind her, the gigantic pool. Yeah, I the know. beautiful so clearly, house that they live in down in Georgia. You are not that, well, you're and not we that hard like, off. Okay, yeah. so sh- what did she have on tonight? She had to sit on her couch and drink a red wine. She yeah. had nothing else on. She could have come to graduation. You have the money to, to like... Yeah, She's like, Afford I it. have air miles. And we're like, you have air miles? <laughs> well, she suggests the graduation. She's like, she suggests the air miles so that Anastasia can come yeah, to her. her. But like, and girl, like, you, you can have use air miles. Yeah. Use them to go to graduation. Also, we have like Jennifer Ely, the original Elizabeth um, Bennett, like star in this role. Doesn't get anything to nothing do. Nothing to do, no. We should get Marsha Gay, Gay Harden. And nothing like, to do. Nothing yeah. to Nothing. Honestly, the other characters. Where's their scene? You what know? the fuck? Like his brother Elliot. Who is he? Rita no. Ora is their sister who has like a Nothing. fake French accent. We got what the fuck? We has look one out, line. Yeah, yeah. We look out for scenes on this podcast. I don't think anyone had a scene. I think the two of them had not quite Together, scene scenes, but right. like scenes that showcase their acting. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Also. Her friend Jose, who's just like yeah, who's just there for two bits. We think he's going to be a character. No, nope. no, nope. no. He did was like he did confess his love to her. The yeah, and then is, it never came up again. He, she's like, no, no, she's like, Jose. No, uh, no uh, and then Christian, Christian appears, he shoves him away. Him. Oh, yeah, Christian also, know, where did he come from? He can just apparate into rooms because he's a vampire. Because yeah. it's vampire powers from Edward Cullen. Yeah, she, he um sends her. A first edition copy of Tess of the Durbervilles. <laughs> yeah. Girl, those books would have been dilapidated by now if they were first they edition. very beautifully new. Yeah. <laughs> so first edition. Oh, I've got a good one. He changes into his sex jeans. The sex jeans. No, not the sex The dom jeans. The dom jeans. Because you. he only wears them for the BDSM. He doesn't wear them in the vanilla sex. No. Just in the BDSM well, the, scenes. The first scene where we see the dom jeans is he... He has her, like, tied up. Well, oh, no, she gets naked, yeah. and he blindfolds her, right? Well, there. he's in a suit. He's in a suit. Yeah. And then he's like, I'll be right back. He goes away. He returns without a shirt. We're like, oh, he took off and, the shirt. Yeah, we but just then, think it's the, the pants from, yeah. from the suit. And, and then, then we're you're like, like, hold on. Wait. Was he wearing jeans before? He's wearing no. distressed jeans. <laughs> he got changed so out of his so suit. He got naked. He yeah. could have just walked out. But no, he, no, no, he, no. he was he like, I'm going to put his dom jeans. <laughs> Got and my dom she, jeans on. And she's just sitting there, and her naked ass is on the <laughs> tiles of that floor, whatever it is, and she's just waiting, being like, okay, cool, and I guess it's maybe a power play or whatever, but, like, he's like, 
getting out of my suit. But there's another scene later jeans. on where they're in the red room again, and he's also wearing the jeans. So, so it clearly thing. is a thing. It's part we, of his. We ritual. joked about it, but they made a canon. So yeah. to us, the Dom jeans are definitely canon. It's what gets them off. Um, they are. There's a kind of a nice moment where they're dancing to a Sinatra song, and then she does some Just Zoe quirky Deschanel quirky dancing. I mean, she was kind of quirky when she was making them breakfast, and she did like a little tush jiggle. That's right. The like, breakfast scene, honestly, that was cute. cute. It was cute. This dance scene, this, not cute to me. It all feels like improvs from the actors who are to trying honest, to elevate yeah. it. Um, Christian Grey's dad is called Carrick. Carrick <laughs> Grey. It's Grey. the most Carlisle Cullen <laughs> I've ever heard. If, I know this is like not Marsha Gay's, like I don't know what her name is, but imagine if her first name was Marsha. Marsha Grey Harden. <laughs> Marsha um, Grey Harden. <laughs> fits into it. Um, a lot of the other stuff we've covered, doesn't want to see a family. I think the most telling thing to me about E.L. James, I like, I know the fact that she tried all these things herself, while writing the book, like the sex positions and stuff. I don't know how I know this, but I've I've accumulated <laughs> this information this at some point. Okay. But the, the thing the most telling about her thing about her is that um at some point uh, Anastasia asks Christian how many women he's um used the red the, the, the flogging the sex room with right. and he says fifteen, which is sure, you know, that could be a high number, but like he is a twenty-seven-year-old. He's a twenty-seven-year-old, like, um, hot, incredible billionaire. Hot. Yeah, has girl, like 15, I feel like fifteen's low for what? Fif- he maybe could- this year, maybe <laughs> this month. Like honestly, that yeah. feels very low for his profile. Exactly. Yeah. So if he's supposedly obsessed with this, like this is his only hobby. This an yeah. aviation. Yeah. Yeah. Also, what's with that aviation? Like he really loves. Planes. I want to know these people. Like yeah. I don't. They're, they're like, you know, they're avatars. You know what I like about Christian? His piano playing. That was a nice little touch that yeah. Jamie Dornan was, but that wasn't explored. All we know guess. about him is that he has a dark past. Yeah. yeah. He's known hunger. And also he, uh, his, his mother abandoned him. And his he was, real mother. And he was abused because he was having, he was in a relationship when he was 15. I wonder. With yeah. a person that they nicknamed his Mrs. Mother's, Robinson. His mother's friend. Yeah. yeah. What the fuck? And it sounds like we get more of her in future installments, and I'm like, I don't. And it's also this thing where he's just like, he's like, it's all good. We're still friends, you know. And I, I I came out of it well, and it's like, no, you came out of it unable to have a normal relationship. What do you mean? (laughs) Like, um, I just, I'm not gonna watch any of the other ones, but I do wonder if they ever explore how he got to be as powerful as he did. You're gonna read some Wikipedia articles, maybe? Because I'm just like. I, d- he... I really don't think they're going to show his business background. Was, yeah, I, I know, but so. I'm just like, how did he become the... C- He's an adopted child. Yeah. He, had to, he had to take over a lot of obstacles Wild. before yeah. he, he could... So he's working in... We learn that he's in telecommunications. And also agricultural projects in Africa. Yeah, because yeah. he believes in feeding the... Because hungry. it looks good. And she does a terrible job of interviewing. Also, the interview huh? was so bad. Because how the fuck she... did she score that interview? Yeah. Well, because even Kate, Kate scored did. it. Yeah. I guess Kate's valedictorian, so Girl. Kate's oh, actually doing Kate, really well Kate in was school. valedictorian. Kate is a That's journalist, yeah. but yeah, she's doing English I lit. mean, honestly... Kate is valedictorian. She's a fun girl. She is kind of... She's giving me hot you know, energy. I just like, want to know more about Kate. I want to hang out with Kate. Kate. Yes, oh, Kate is definitely the Anna Kendrick of Twilight. In, um, oh, she's, yeah, she's that That's character. Really good yeah. Um, but, you know, she seems fun. She seems cool. Yeah. Um, right. Let's get... Let's, let's, let's make some it. decisions. Yeah. Bad. Or boots. Guys, this is bad. 
this is a bad film. Yeah. This is a biff for me. Mm, okay. uh, mm. It's just, it's pretty, it's really bad. And that ending absolutely clinched it. Just, just crumpled that <sighs> paper up and ending. threw it right into the bin. Uh, biff. Well, nice. I think there's a there's a good stretch of this film where I was like, whoa, is this working on me? Like the sex scenes are steamy, meaning hot. Um, uh, if you don't know, the clarification. Um, I didn't Stevie I wasn't like with the film but I wasn't wasn't I wasn't not against it like I was like this is playing out in front of me and I'm not annoyed and because they have chemistry with each other uh, enough not like it's not bursting at the scenes because they're not don't feel like real characters but the actors are trying and halfway through I was like okay what's the problem and I was like oh there's all the problems in the second half and it really derails all the problematic kind of representation about BDSM and um, and it gets repetitive. Like I, I shouldn't want a sexy erotic film for me to get bored of the sex scenes. Like that you've fundamentally got a problem there. So it's a biff for me as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to say three things. One, I wanted it to be trashy, which it was. Uh, that quarter was filled for me too. I wasn't expecting um, the first act to be like really, ele- well, you know, elevated as much as they could. I was like, oh, I kind of am rooting for them a little bit at the beginning. I was like, oh, they've got chemistry. I'm like, do I care about their relationship? I surprisingly did in three because I came in and Cass was so smug about not wanting to do this film <laughs> and saying it's not mixed. I was like, um, shut up, Cass. <laughs> I want to prove you wrong. Very attacked. Um, I was like, I just came in. I was like, oh, okay, what? Oh, all right. Because <laughs> he, um, he did come in in 40 minutes late. So that was why. <laughs> please. 40 minutes <laughs> is not that late. Um, but it lost me with the second half. They had me in the first half, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but the second half, I'm not... Girl, the sex scenes are not giving and the emotional um you know journey which i was following quite clearly at the beginning i was lost i didn't didn't make any sense no and then look if this was a comedy that ending would have been a great punchline it's so shocking (laughs) but it was not (laughs) so it is i look i am kind of glad that i did finally you know storm the trenches and watched the Fifty Shades. I d- still don't know any of the shades other than regular grey. But, you know, um, it's a biff. Mm. But I'm glad I saw it. I can now talk yeah. about it. Yeah. I still have not seen Twilight. That, oh. that ending, you described it as inept, and it's so right. Because it's it just... just it I think that's shock- the craziest to ending I think I've ever ended. seen. Yeah. Like, and in a way, kind of audacious. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Uh, yeah. Just this thing. Oh, Honestly, will they, won't they couple? They won't. If Bye. This, if this Bye. was like a better film, it would be like kind of brave for me. I'm like, yeah. oh, shit. Okay. Oh. I'm a little rattled. What, what does that mean? Well, like, but because it's not, I'm just like, oh, it's just It felt cool. like the first like strong directorial choice of like, boom, what do you think about that? But it wasn't even a choice because it just, it's, it's insane. Well, like, it gets it darker, is. apparently. 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 Well, you, you take a little bit of the second one to round it off, you know. I yeah. will 
I will say I will Wikipedia the other two just because I want to know what happens. Wait, and then you go to Wikipedia Gray and see oh, it from sure. his perspective because we really <laughs> need to know that. <laughs> right? Insane. Um, yeah. Anyways, uh, that is our 96th episode. We are, <sighs> you know, marching to the 100th. Yeah. And we might have something special planned. Yes. Yeah, something, something. Oh, We've got a few more things planned before that. Got mm. another little mini series to do. Very mini oh, one. Oh shit! Cassandra, wow. <laughs> spilling the beans, but we'll find out what it's about, who it's about, where it's at. Um, <laughs> but you can find out where we are at at Mixed Bag Pod and and podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Expect contact at gmail.com or. Have you- ever like check that email i check it yeah okay good for you <laughs> it's uh spam uh, and cred. everybody is just like do you want your podcast is wrong check this also pay this amount right now and it's all wrong and i am paying what we have to pay um which ain't much uh but uh yeah everything else they're just trying to trick us so don't trick us send us love and affection send us real mail yeah, yeah. give us treats not tricks yeah. and five stars for those treats oh um, incredible on apple podcast or where Podchaser, wherever you want if you've been listening thank you for like staying with us for this long thank you yeah we love our listeners and whenever it pops up whenever <laughs> someone says oh yeah tune in it's a it's a nice surprise and i honestly Rita, i heard on the sliding doors episode you could tell that i was drunk uh i was informed like <laughs> by my parents yes like, you were you were drunk and it's i'm glad that people are listening yeah yeah um keep listening but for now that's, that's a wrap. wrap you like those flicks come get your fix in a podcast called mixed bag